How does that change life when that becomes your absolute, total, most important focus? I, I can't even tell you. I feel like peeling, peeing myself. <laughs> <laughs> that must be really special. <laughs> These are the stories of average people who have massively changed their lives from a Tony Robbins event. This is episode 17 of the Tony Robbins Impact Podcast. And the audio you just heard was from Annie Callas uh, talking to Tony Robbins at Date With Destiny in Florida in 2018. And it was quite a funny moment. There's a video of it and uh, obviously you could just hear the audio, but... Tony was cracking up laughing when Annie said uh, what she said about how excited she was and it was a beautiful moment uh, because Annie shares with me in this interview about how she had worked on that that phrase forgiveness is freedom for a very long time and she hadn't really expressed it to many people and and that was the moment when she finally accepted it fully and shared it with the world. Uh, it was absolutely beautiful. To the people going to date with Destiny in Cairns in a couple of days' time, enjoy, good luck. I wish you all the best. It's going to be epic for you guys. And I've got quite a few of you I'm keeping in contact with just to see how you're going. And I'm sharing many of your stories over the next couple of months of this date with destiny so this is a special episode to introduce annie callas who had some massive breakthroughs at date with destiny last year and i really hope you enjoy it thank you annie callas welcome to the tony robbins impact podcast Thank you so much, Cameron. I'm uh, I'm very um, very touched by being invited. Thank you so much. No worries, and uh, thanks for thanks for being on here and talking about the work of Tony Robbins. Uh, let's let's get started just by telling people a little bit about you and maybe your a bit about your journey and life journey. Okay. So thank you for that. Um, okay, so uh, do you want me to tell people what I do now or or my journey or which way would you like me to do it? Uh, just, yeah, leading, I guess, um, where you're from and a bit about your background. Okay, so I was born in, uh, in Romania, in Europe, in uh, 1966, and I came to Australia in 1982. So um, at her, it was it was an interesting uh, time in Romania when I when I lived there. Um, I grew up under under communism, so life was pretty tough. Um, we didn't have much food. Uh, we had to stand in line for food. Uh, there were no freedoms. We couldn't go anywhere. We never left the country or anything like that. So it was very it was a very controlled environment. However, you know, when you don't know any better, you're pretty happy. Um, I grew up in a in a very strict family, and uh, there was a lot of um, put it this way, a lot of sort of 
abuse in the family. Um, my parents were very unhappy people. Um, my my biological mother died when I was five, and my siblings were four and nine months old. She died of a rare case of cancer, and then my dad remarried. So it was like one of those unions of two very stressed out people. And you know, now when I look at it. I know that they did the best they could, but at the time it wasn't really fun. However, they still wanted the best for us and they migrated to Australia to give everybody, the family unit, a better life. And sure enough, we definitely did. Australia is a uh, is an amazing country to live in with many, many, many opportunities. So, so you know, I grew up, I went to school had lots of challenges, not speaking the language, looking very awkward, getting picked on, you know, really bullied in school, but that has passed too. And then I got jobs after jobs after jobs. I think that a pivotal point in my life, and because this is a, a personal development sort of um, call, I think I'd like to jump straight to that if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. And especially because this is about Tony Robbins. Now, I started with a lot of other people, but I want to talk about my experience with Tony Robbins. So I, um, I, I got married when I was 34 years old. And, um, by the time, by the time I started my personal development, my marriage was sort of shaky. And I always thought that there was something wrong with me. I was, I was really struggling with anger. So I went and I did a personal development program called Landmark Education. I don't know if you've heard of it and some other people have probably participated in it. And that sort of opened up like Pandora's box for me in relation to personal growth. And then I got invited to the National Achievers Congress and I have never heard of anything like it before, but I thought, yeah, I go. And the first speaker that came up was Tony Robbins. So I'm sitting there watching this enormous guy with this coarse voice and big teeth and big hands. And he was bigger than life. And I'm just sitting there. I'm not even breathing. I'm like, oh, my God, who is this person? And I couldn't handle the rara. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. You know, I was the skeptic in the room, and I'm sure some people here would relate to this. And I'm like, I'm not going to be dancing. This is bullshit. And no, 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 no. Lucky for me, there was a gentleman sitting next to me that we got friendly with over the, the few days. And, and he, he sort of said, listen, do you actually know what's going on here? No, I don't. Because I wasn't even listening. No matter what Tony was saying, I was not listening. I was really fighting it. And then he said to me, listen, there's a thing called state change. I go, well, he goes, well, it changes your energy and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, just give it a go. And I'm like, oh, right, I'll give it a go. So the next time the music came on, I started dancing and I'm looking at everybody and I'm really feeling like an idiot. So my little voices were just having a rave in there. But I started dancing and, and for a moment I just let it all go and I really got into it and then we sat down. And as we sat down, I, I was sitting there going, I feel like I'm breathing better and I'm, there's all this energy going on inside of me and I'm going, oh, okay, this is pretty all right. All right. And it's really interesting that from that moment on, I was very open to what the information that was coming my way. And I started to sort of ponder this whole, whatever Tony was talking about at the time. I mean, I can't remember. It was such a long time ago. But I kind of started listening to different mindsets and different ways of looking at things. And I kind of went, wow, this is pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. So I didn't sign up for anything that he offered at the time. I think I know he opened, offered business mastery back then. And I didn't sign up, but there was just something that stayed with me. And I'm, I'm a kind of person that if I, 
I get challenged by certain things. If I don't understand, I really want to understand. So I and sort of for the next God knows how many years, I kept on sort of going. I remember that thing about Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, and, and clearly, you know, he's everywhere. And I'm going, this this is like the best, you know, personal development, you know, trainer and, and speaker and facilitator in the world. There's something good about him, but I was never ready. Like every time I heard his voice, I, I, I couldn't handle it. So there was something I couldn't handle. And about a year ago, so I actually uh, met somebody else who was a little bit, um, call it karma, and I followed him. His name is Blessinger, so I followed him, and I've become certified by his academy. So I'm actually a certified coach and facilitator myself now, and uh, and I'm actually a relationship architect, so I specialize in relationships. Um Last year something happened. I I had a very difficult year. Had a had a you know emotional uh, sorry a relationship that broke down, and I had many relationship issues with friends. And all of a sudden I I, I was searching for somebody to listen to, and I actually knew that I wanted to have a relationship coaching business. So I have Tony Robbins' somebody gifted me Tony Robbins' love and passion CD set um, many years ago because I was crying about my marriage. And this person gifted me this this box set and to, I was completely dumbfounded by the fact that somebody given me such a valuable gift. So I started listening to it. Oh, I got shivers just talking about it now. So I actually started to listen to it. after all these years. I never listened to it. I started listening to it, and I fell in love with him and with Sage. The I could feel the love coming through his voice and her voice, and how much they were just they were loving what they were teaching. So all of a sudden, I started listening to a lot of his um, YouTube videos. A lot of on relationships, but then all of a sudden everything else started coming up. You know how they've got the algorithms on YouTube. If you listen to something, then all of a sudden all these other videos come up. And I started having his a folder, and I kept on saving all these videos. And then a friend of mine said, "Hey, listen, I've got a a ticket to um, UPW. Do you want to come?" And I was in a very bad financial situation at the time because I just separated from my husband and, uh, you know, finances. And I spent my last thousand dollars on this going to Sydney uh, last year and doing UPW. And it was the right moment, the right moment. I was ready for Tony Robbins. His voice didn't bother me. His height didn't bother me. Definitely his teeth didn't bother me. <laughs> and I believe that this man was born for the stage and he had that illness to grow so tall because he just owns that space. And to be able to own a room where there's 8,000 people and to dance there with us together, I mean, this guy is hes a gift to humanity. Honest, honestly, for, for sure. I I didn't know that that uh, that entire story is so fascinating because, yeah, like like you said, like many people I'm sure who haven't actually experienced his work would say, who's that big loud American guy? Like he's just crazy or whatever. And you had that resistance, and it's like he kept coming back in, and then th there was the pinnacle moment. So. The pinnacle moment for you was obviously someone said they were going to UPW and you, you got there, you got into the room, like you said, he owned the stage. What was what was some of the big uh, breakthroughs or moments from UPW and and uh, yeah, how, how how has life been since then? Okay, thank, thank you for that. Um, for me, actually was the fact that I invited my first girlfriend, when I came to this country, um, in year 11, I met this beautiful girl. Uh, her name is Vesna. And she was the most beautiful girl in school and the most popular girl in school. And I was the daggiest girl in school. And she came and spoke to me. 
So not only was she beautiful on the outside, but she was gorgeous on the inside, and she still is. So we're still friends after 30, how long, 37 years. And I invited her to come. And she couldn't handle it, and she wanted to leave, but there were all these obstacles. She, she couldn't get her money back because it, it was outside the, the perimeters, and, and she was getting angry and all of this. And at one moment, I said to her, you know what? I came here to learn. I came here to immerse myself in this. You have a choice. You can come in here, sit down, and just listen to the content. You don't need to dance. You don't need to rah-rah. You know, nobody forces you to do anything, but I guarantee to you that if you stay, you're going to be jumping up and down at the end. And she did. And she did. And that for me was the biggest win. Like I trusted in a process. I always say trust in a process and I trusted in the process. I know, I know Tony Robbins, you know, from, from, you know, everything he's done in a world, this man has dedicated to li- his life to the betterment of others, millions by now. So I knew this is going to be great. So for me, for me, because I've done so much personal development, it was a re- reaffirming things uh, from a different angle, looking at different things. I wanted to do the firewalk and all that kind of stuff because I, I thought that's impossible. That's just Walking on hot coals, that's impossible. How do people psych themselves up? I have no idea because I walked across that thing and I thought it was <laughs> fake. And that was a <laughs> No, this, no, I felt nothing, you know, no. And so I did it. So I'm excited that I did the firewalk too. It was just the whole process. And I think I was looking at it from a business perspective too. What a wonderful business this man built. You know, he, he, he lost money, he gained money, he lost money, and he never gave up. You know, he never ever gave up. So I don't know if you can see my top. It says, um, no, hang on, what does it say? Not giving up. Not giving up. Yeah. So he never gave up. He had a dream and he followed it. So I was really looking at how does he do this? How does he move the people? How how does he speak? So that was huge because I'm also a facilitator. So not only was I looking at the content, but I was very the context that he created was very very important, and he's really good at that. Mm. So I went through all the processes and everything. So for the life of me, I can't remember what I had, but it was re- I felt good and I felt really happy that I finally was okay to go and see Tony Robbins after, you know, all the the resistances that I had over the years. And now I knew, I knew that I was ready. I knew that I was at a level where I'm open to something so big because mm. he is so big. And then I was talking to some friends of mine after UPW and uh, I, I sort of said to them, look, you know, I, I found UPW a little bit easy, but is that like arrogance of my part? You know, because I don't want it to be like that. And I said, oh, Annie, you've done so much personal development. This is easy for you. You need to go do date with destiny. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just remember that I said before I spent my last thousand dollars on um, – on UPW. I was just thinking that. Yeah, I was thinking what happened between <laughs> September and when did you go to date with Destiny? In December. So in, in three months. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would I would love to know this story. Yeah. So I came home and I'm sitting here and I said, okay, it's time to turn my life around. You know, the the up until September. Here you go. I'm actually having a moment right now. I'm actually having a light bulb moment. That because I couldn't I couldn't remember when did things change in my life last year, and it was UPW. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> this is talk, talking about it re- reminds you of what's happened. Yeah, because I reached that point and I kind of went, 
I am tired of being sad, of crying. And, and I've done a lot of, I get coached. I've got three coaches that I work with as a coach myself. So I've been doing a lot of clearing, but I've been struggling with certain things. And I don't know what happened at UPW, but it was almost like, that's it. I want to go to, to um, I want to go to date with destiny. And I can't wait until May in Cairns. Too I, far away. Yeah, I, it was to me that was like seven months or eight months. I couldn't wait that long. I needed to do this now. So I just came home and I started putting it out there. I was every time I did my gratitudes, I wrote it in my gratitudes. I wrote it. I did it in my affirmations. I visualized it. I I just kept on saying, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. Please give me give me the the funds to do it. And the funds came. The funds came. I got coaching clients. Um, I got some settlement from my from my from my divorce. And there it was. So first thing I did is I bought my ticket. Wow. I bought my ticket. But you want to hear something even crazier, mm, right? Go for it. In 2013, I did a goal setting program, which I actually teach now because it was so powerful. And um, one of my goals was to go and see Tony Robbins. First, I wrote down to see Tony Robbins in Sydney. And then I said, bugger that. I crossed it out. And then I said, no, I want to go and see him in Las Vegas. Right. And that was sitting there for years and years and years since April 2013. And the other day, because I teach that program, and I always go back to my to my original workbook and I opened it up and I said, look at that. Look at that. I'm going to UPW in Sydney. It was the first thing that I wrote down. And then I thought, OK, I'm going to UPW in Sydney, but I'm going to go to Florida for Date with Destiny. Too far away to for cans. But but, you know, it wasn't Vegas, but I, I did Sydney. And then I did Florida. So I fulfilled on on both things. So that was really unbelievable. So I really believe that when you set goals and, and you and you believe in them and you action them and you keep on doing them, eventually they they you fulfill them. Yeah, for sure. It's that it's that belief, isn't it? Because you can try and convince yourself that oh I I, I really I believe it, I believe it. But when you deeply believe in something and it's it's it really gravitate you gravitate towards it naturally obviously because you're yes. you have full belief and you're consistently focusing on it so uh, one one thing I just want to touch on before we move on to your experience at date with destiny is something you said about you had that aha moment and you realized that UPW was when you had that sort of big change in your life um it sounds like it was almost clarity, like throughout that event, even though you didn't feel like there were all the big breakthroughs that a lot of people have overall, is is that what it was, something just, just, just clarity of what you needed to do? You are so on it, Cameron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. And I have been seeking, call it pure clarity for um, – for what my mission in life is. And even though like I knew it, but it was almost like there was that element of still doubt. Um, whereas after Date with Destiny, definitely no doubt on, on, on my mission and my vision and my message to the world and all that kind of stuff. But I think at UPW, the joy of being in his presence um, because I had such a challenge with it when I first met him. And I don't like having challenges like that with people. I, for me, it's almost like it's an, you know, like it's an open loop. And I needed to close that loop. And by being there and enjoying it and loving it and, and, you know, I danced like a lunatic to every song. I mean, I, this is, I call this the personal development rave. You know, what, what does. And it's so important, the music and the dancing to, to, 
people learn through joy. And there's not many people that don't enjoy music or dancing, one or the other, or both. Mm. So he has a very good formula to keep the interest going, to keep people for that length of time. I lost track of time. A date with destiny, there was this one day I looked at my watch and it was two o'clock in the morning and I went, what? And we've been <laughs> for like 10 hours. So much entertainment. Yeah. And yeah. collaboration with people that, yeah, it's, it's truly wonderful. Mm, that's amazing. It, it is true. The time just disappears in those yeah. events and it's incredible how he can captivate 8,000 people. Uh, and I know that LA is even bigger. I think it's 15,000. And, you know, the power of that is just immense. Um, but yeah, let me, let's talk a bit about Date with Destiny because you, before we had a, had a chat, you sent me a little video of, uh, you actually talking to Tony and, and, uh, you had this huge moment in, in that event. And, uh, a lot of it was about forgiveness. And yeah. yeah. So, so what, what I guess, uh, because we're we're releasing this episode just before Date with Destiny, just to maybe get people ready for that. What I guess, uh, what were the huge moments for you with Date with Destiny? Okay, th- thank you. Um, my message, my message to the world is that forgiveness is freedom, and I. I participate, participated in another program which is run by my, by Blessing and my mentor. And, um, and in that, I discovered my message. However, I was embarrassed of it. I thought it was too fluffy. Oh, forgiveness is freedom. And because I felt I haven't, I didn't have much support from certain people in my life. Um, that didn't believe in me, I I was embarrassed of it. And through the processes that Tony took us through, this moment of absolute clarity came that forgiveness is so important in this world and there's not much of it. And I think this is why there's so much misunderstandings and anger and people that actually really love each other at the core, they just don't understand stuff and then they don't forgive each other. And sometimes they go to the grave without forgiveness or people separate like many, many marriages. It's like it's an epidemic at the moment, you know. So after a particular exercise that he did, which I'm not going to give away, (laughs) right, so you guys have to discover it for yourself, um, I just had this, 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 it, it was like the, the ocean has opened up kind of thing. And I said, I am not ashamed anymore. And, and I needed to share my message to the world. So it, he said, who wants to share what, what happened in this exercise? So there's 5,000 people in there and I'm sort of sitting to the side somewhere, right? And at that, and I said, that's it. I need to share. So I stood up on the chair and I had this pink bandana and I started waving it. And I was just relentless. Now I'm just waving it, waving it. And he's looking around because there's everybody wants to share because everybody's happy, right? And he's moving around and then he goes, you. And I went, yes. And <laughs> what I wanted to say. And, you know, he, he's, he, he asked me the questions and I was so certain. So, you know, like when he talks about the six human needs, you know, I heard about that a long time ago and, and I couldn't connect to it. And a date with destiny, I really connected to every single one of them. And I actually realized how in my life I've been wanting significance, but I wanted significance from somebody else. Whereas I found my own. I don't need anybody else to make me feel significant. Mm. Now, you know, if you have a boyfriend or a partner and they say you're really cute, well, you know, that's nice, right? <laughs> that is significant, but it's a different type of significance, but I don't need it. So falling in love with myself fully was 
really massive, right? And then, you know, I was nervous. And, and then when the, you know, when, when I said, I said, oh, I'm so excited, I'm going to pee myself, which is like it's an Australianism. <laughs> up. And then you know how he's, uh, he's uh, AV guy, he's always on a ball the music. So then I started dancing and all of that. And that was another dream come true. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. And, um, and that was really fun. And then in the end, he said, so what's your message? And I finally said my message. And uh, my mentor, Blair, saw the video and he said, Annie, he goes, I was sitting there watching, watching this. And he goes, I'm, 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 he goes, I've got tears in my eyes and I'm hoping that you're going to share it. And, and he goes, and Tony's trying to pull it out of you and you're waiting there. And he goes, please, 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 please say it. And then I said it. And he was so happy for me, you know. And, um, and even Tony said, wow, because that's really cool. So, mm. so I do believe that forgiveness is freedom. And, you know, you know I told you about my parents before. And I grew up in a pretty violent household and all three of us children got abused physically, mentally and emotionally pretty, pretty bad. I think the best thing that came out of personal development and I, and I recommend everybody to do personal development and those that go to date with destiny, God bless you and good for you to have the courage to take your life into your hands. Um, cause you'll come out of that a, a different person. Um, I was at my parents' deathbed and through all this learning, everything that I learned along the way took me to my own freedom and forgiving myself for being angry with my parents and for even hating on them, whereas really underneath I loved them. And in the end, just being okay with how it was. The thing is, I'm alive. I'm well. They did bring us to this country, so we've had better opportunities than, than our friends in Romania. It was what it was. I have the choice of what kind of parent. I've got a 17-year-old son, and I didn't do to him what my parents did. So I learned, and I became the person that I wanted to become. I didn't have to become like them. So... You know, I used to blame all my problems on my parents, but I have the power to change that, and I did. Mm. And when I forgave myself for all the anger and the yelling at people and, and whatever else, you know, I thought that was wrong, I was able to forgive them. And when I told my dad, um, he looked at me really weird, and I said to him, you got to forgive what has happened because you can't change it. And... And he said to me, he goes, what did you do with my daughter? I said, well, your daughter has grown up, you know, like I'm 53 years old now. So, <laughs> and I could see the, the, what do you, oh, I'm lost for words right now. I'm slightly emotional. Um, the pride. Mm. So the acknowledgement that I was looking for all my life from him, by the time I got to that moment, I didn't need it anymore because I had it for myself and then I got it from him. And I'm really proud of the fact that I pushed through and I never gave up and I kept on seeking the answers. And I think this goes to everybody, you know, keep seeking, never, ever give up, keep going. And if people call you a seminar junkie, it doesn't matter. Keep going and learning for your own personal freedom. So then the next generation, for those of us that have children, you've got two and, and you've had your big breakthroughs and your whole life is going to be different with your kids, as is mine. We owe, I think we owe it to the next generation to become the best version of ourselves so then we can teach them so they can become the best version of themselves, you know. Mm, that's and, a huge reason why I do this. And Date with Destiny just, clarified everything and even though my life is about love connection and contribution which is three of the key elements of the six human needs it's become really really prominent after date with destiny and that's what i said in the 
in that in that video that that I that I have when I when I shared and I mean God bless Tony Robbins seriously the way he structures it and the way he talks about certain things and you know I'd love to share with you but I you know I want people to have that element of surprise all I can say is that everything has a has a place in your life and you will come out of that. I have normal fear that is debilitating. I still have fear because that is a natural uh, emotion. But I also found the skill on how to deal with when it comes up. So I'm still scared. You know, I've got my my method. I, I just designed my methodology. The month after I came back from Date with Destiny, so this is a big one here. I designed my own personal methodology. I've got the Annie Callis methodology, which is huge. And I've done more in four months than I've done in four years. Would you directly relate that to just the certainty, the clarity and the things that came out of Date with Destiny? Yeah, and also the, you know, I I like uncertainty. I like adventure. I like all that kind of stuff. So I went to the other side of the world by myself and I had 5,000 friends, you know, and, and I just surrendered to the process. I didn't fight any of it and I just allowed it to land. And it was, and sometimes it landed in a moment and sometimes it landed two or three days later, but everything landed. Mm. So, oh my God, you guys are in for the ride of your lives. This is just going to be amazing. I yeah I I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, one thing you s- just just briefly, if we can go back a little bit, um, yeah. you said you were essentially what you blamed your parents for, and wanted to. I guess the anger was there for certain reasons. By the time you got to talk to them, you had fa- you'd found it in yourself. Or you'd resolved it. I think I think there's a, an important message here because so many people I talk to, I think especially around my age, 30 to 40, have this start to become themselves and then blame their parents for things and um, or look at their childhood and it's very difficult not to do, especially if you've been through something like like you did. But how did you come to that point? I, I know vaguely it's personal development, but are there certain tools that you've used to, or can you, on reflection, that that allowed you to find peace and, and forgive? Yeah, I thank you. Um, thank you for that question. It's um, I never really thought about it, but I, I would try to, 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 to respond. Um, I think this is how I this is how I created actually not try to respond I can actually respond um, that's how I created my methodology out of my journey and you know it starts with understanding it's understanding you and knowing who you are and when you're clear and you're content. I'm actually content mm. in my life. Yes, I've got stresses like everybody else. You know, just because we do personal development, that doesn't mean that we live in la-la land. Not at all. And the thing is, the more personal development you do, the more clearer you become of your life, the bigger your problems because you are able to carry more weight. And the 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 problems get bigger. The pain gets bigger that comes with the problems. But because you have the tools behind you, you are able to go back, refer to them, and process through the stuff and understand, right? So, and it is about personal responsibility. Is actually understanding. You know, I looked at what happened. Where am I responsible as a child for being abused, for being thrown against walls, you know, and my head being cracked against walls. Where where was I um, responsible? And I wasn't. 
I just wasn't. Was I responsible that I broke a window at school with a snowball? Yep. Okay, but that's not the kind of responsibility I'm talking about. So understanding certain um, certain things about yourself and, and responsibilities that are yours, you, you take your, your life into your hand. You can sit there and you can whine all you want about, you know, all my parents did this and my parents. Yes, we all, every single human being has programming. But then go back to the basics. And this is what I base my relationship uh, coaching on is going back to the foundations of a relationship. And that's a relationship with your partner, but also a relationship with yourself. So you've got to know your values. Very important you know your values because they are the fundamental underlying principles that you live by. So if you don't know what you live by, then you don't know why you get triggered, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's what happens. When we get angry, our values get triggered. But if you're not aware of that, you don't know why you're angry. So, for example, if truth is one of my values and somebody's lying to me, that's my heading. And I, and if I have proof that they're lying, it's even worse, right? So then I get really angry. So, but I need to know how to deal with that. And then on, with that comes rules or what I call a code of honor. You've got to have a code, you know, a rules that you live by and you do not compromise on at all. And you've got to have a discipline to be able to say no to other people if whatever is important to you gets compromised. So you need to say no to others to say yes to yourself, right? And then the other thing is is becoming extremely present, present to myself and also present to the people around me. And then, and then also having your goals. If you don't have goals, like goals are, you know, it's your direction. Where's, where's your life going? And goals are not just career goals because most people I find create career goals. You've got to have goals in your personal slash family life with your, with your family, with your friends, blah, blah, blah. But you also have to have a self life. So what are you doing for you? Because people tend to forget themselves. So there's no balance in life. So actually knowing what goals you're setting. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is responsibility. And that's a big one. No denying, laying blame or justifying is taking 100% responsibility for you. Now, in a relationship, it's 50-50. Don't you do 60-40? It's 50-50 or in a team environment, it's an equal percentage, but you are 100% responsible to your, to your percentage. Mm-hmm. And then having rituals, you know, morning rituals, you know, like, I do the priming sometimes and sometimes I do this other process called the miracle morning. But there's always a ritual to to make my day start really well. And when you do all of that and you have a true and clear understanding of yourself, then you start to accept you and then you start and you're able to forgive you for anything that you were struggling with within yourself. And with that comes freedom. So when you are free, then you're very, uh, it's easier. I don't want to say easily because it doesn't happen for everybody, but it's much easier to sit back and go, hmm, what is this person going through? And, and you know, the, the ultimate, you know, it's from the six human needs is the contribution. So I think our role is to contribute to the betterment of others, you know, because I know better now, no, better, not better, different. I know different and I'm happy in myself. I'd love to give that to others. And who were the first people I wanted to gift it to? My parents. Mm, so my father, yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, I just was wanted to say that whole uh, process makes just so much sense that whole time for people listening on the podcast where uh, we're recording video also and I'm just sitting here nodding because everything you said just then makes so much sense and especially the point where you say if you completely accept yourself and and find peace and 
figure out exactly who you are, then I guess essentially you're saying forgiveness, all of that stuff comes easy, right? It it does. Mm. And and I have, you know, and now when I have, because I still have clashes with people, and trust me on this, you know, like I'm getting older, so I don't like my chicken neck and I've got a bit of tummy and I'm going through menopause. And, you know, there's things that, you know, I'm whining about too because I'm a human being. But ultimately, I have accepted who I am and I actually really love who I am. And the, the, and the areas that I still have challenges in, I'm working on. So I believe that I'll get there. I think when you start personal development, it never stops because there's only a, there's always another level and another level. If people think that it stops at some point and we live in, as I said before, in La La Land. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's continuous because there's always another angle and another angle and another angle. Um, but just knowing how to look at things and when, when I have challenges with people, I step back and the first thing I do is I take responsibility and I just go, okay, is there something else that I could have done here or am I in any way responsible? And if I am responsible, then I apologize. I actually own up. I have no problems owning up. And I do, I do do the, I don't deny anymore. I don't deny anything. I still lay blame and justify, but I catch myself very quickly and I go, Oh, I'm laying blame or I'm justifying now. Okay. And then I go, okay, okay, okay. Let's stop, stop, stop. Let's go back. And then I sort of say, okay, look, I'm really sorry. Um, I could have done that better or I should have done that. I understand where you're coming from or I just ask questions to make sure that the other person is okay because it is about serving for me it's always about serving the other person Mm. that's that's so empowering because especially the responsibility side of things that you've just said once i i found that with myself as well once i actually said no this nothing is anyone else's fault if you actually take on full responsibility for everything it's actually quite empowering because uh, a lot of our excuses sometimes come from, yeah, not enough money, not enough time, that person did this. And, and yeah, taking full responsibility really actually puts you in the driver's seat. Yeah, and, and you know, with responsibility, it's like, and this, this was a huge thing that I actually learned, was that um, you are responsible for what you said because a lot of us say things and do things, right? And they can be harmful to others, right? So then then the guilt kicks in, and that's not a good emotion at all, right? But one of the key things that people don't realize is that they're also responsible for what they didn't say and what they didn't do. So when I look at the breakdown of my marriage, you know, we are both responsible in it. But there were many things that I didn't say, and there are many things I didn't do. So I'm responsible for that, not him. You know, he's a wonderful man. It just didn't work. However, if I would have known the things I know now, then the marriage wouldn't have broken down. But this is why now I, it's my passion to help other couples to understand the fundamentals, you know, the, the foundations of a relationship so they don't end up breaking up. You know, my husband and I, my ex-husband and I, we still care about each other very much, but it just didn't work. And also, both parties need to do some kind of growth. They don't need to do the same thing if they don't like it, but both people need to grow and develop themselves individually, right? So I think responsibility is such a key, massive key chunk in your life. And it's really cool when you find yourself not blaming others anymore, it's it's actually really, really feeling, it's very freeing on the inside because mm. then you don't have the guilt. Mm. Yeah. Hey, uh, everyone listening, Date With Destiny obviously is going to be freaking awesome. Oh. It's in a couple of days' time. You've heard firsthand here some of the incredible changes that that event has made for others and 
Annie, thanks for joining me. Just you've spoken a little bit about what you do. Uh, where can where can people find your work and follow along your journey? Okay, I don't have a website. I um, I think there's plenty of time for that. Um, I'm actually on Facebook, so under Annie Callas Relationship Architect. And uh, if you want, I can. Um, you've got my email address. I can I give can you. Put, I can put a link to your Facebook on the description yeah. of the uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, my phone number, I think it's there, and my email address, so they can so they can contact me, um, and and I'm happy to assist anybody and I look I, I really I really appreciate you doing this for me and um, you know I'm happy to help people but I was I'm just very excited to be on this call at such short notice I it, it was a moment when I when I read Facebook and there you were and and I had to think I'm going should I respond and I said you know what if I can tell other people about Date with Destiny, because it was just so wild, it was so fantastic. Um, and, you know, people are going to come home with stuff that they can. I, I've got this thing on my wall, uh, on my window that I look at every day that I created a Date with Destiny, and it's forever keeping me connected to my values, my goals, my mission, my relationship. Oh, God, relationship day. It is one of the, oh, I've got goosebumps again. It is the, <laughs> he does this thing that completely knocked it out of the part. I have never in my life experienced something like that. And I will not tell you guys again, <laughs> but it, wow, it is, it's, it's towards the end of the relationship day. So make sure you stay. My God, my God. I mean, talking about the masculine and the feminine. Wow, just wow. Oh my god, you guys are gonna incredible. Let's not let's not give it away. But <laughs> oh, no, no, not. but it is he's done such a wonderful job on 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 a subject that is so important in our life. You know? Cool. cool. Whether you're single or whether you are in a relationship, no matter. Mm. Very cool. Thank you so much. Um I've just got one last question. Yes. So if you had to leave this world and you're spending your final moments with your the people closest to you, what piece of advice, guidance or a quote do you share? Okay, well, you know, normally is forgiveness is freedom. But I have a I have a really one that I, I received I, I got from one of my other mentors and his name is Mac Newton. And it's quitting is not an option. Mm. that is plain and simple quitting is not an option you do not put quitting on the table as hard as it can be and you feel like it's the end of the world and you cannot find a way just tell yourself that quitting is not an option because there's always a way there's there's always a way to one situation there's there's many 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 ways you can fix you can um you know, fix a situation, a challenge or whatever. If one doesn't work, learn from it, move to the next one. Just never, ever quit, ever. <laughs>